right, well, I'm going to have you out by 2 o'clock, so take your Bibles and turn to Revelation chapter 9. (laughs) Revelation chapter 9, we want to just quickly look at a passage of Scripture here. When the Lord uh, opens up the seven seals, there are there are judgments that take you all the way through the tribulation period with those uh, seven seals. The seventh one is the coming of the Lord. And then uh, when you come to the uh, trumpet, again, uh, it takes you all the way through the tribulation period. And it comes to the end of the tribulation period. Uh, and then the, the bold judgments are the same thing. Some believe that those are in reference to the last uh, three and a half years of the tribulation, but uh, they end up taking you to the end of the tribulation period. So <clears throat> at the end of each one of those judgments, we find that with everything that has gone on, with all of God's horrific uh, uh, vials of pestilence and sickness, and disease and death, with uh, demonic creatures running the earth, with all the horrific things that are going on, man still refuses to repent. What I want to draw your attention to is what is found over in Revelation chapter 9, beginning with verse number uh, 29, where it says, at the end of the sixth trumpet, Revelation chapter 9, verse number 29, It says, and the rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues yet repented not of the works of their hands, that they should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and of wood, which neither can see nor hear nor walk, neither repented they of their murders, nor of their sorceries, nor of their fornications, nor of their thefts. Heavenly Father, bless our time together. In Jesus' name we pray. Now, we're going to come back to that in just a moment, but I want you to go over to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, we begin reading in verse number 1. And there in verse number 1 we read, Moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant how that all of our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea and did all eat the same spiritual meat and did all drink the same spiritual drink for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them and that rock was Christ. But with many of them, God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things were our examples to the intent that we should not lust after evil things, as they also lusted. Neither be ye idolaters, as were some of them, as it is written, The people sat down to eat and to drink, and they rose up to play. Neither let us commit fornication, as 
some of them committed and fell in one day, three and twenty thousand. Neither let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of serpents. Neither murmur, as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. So all these things happen unto them for examples or in samples, and they were written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. Now the phrase there, upon whom the ends of the world are come, means until the end of time. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall, because there hath no temptation taken you, but such is, or as is, common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that you may be able to bear it. Wherefore, my dearly beloved, flee from my idolatry. I speak as to the wise men, judge ye what I say. So he goes on, he talks about the cup of blessing. He says, therefore, the cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? For we being many are one bread and one body, for we are all partakers of that one bread. Behold Israel, after the flesh, are not they which eat of the sacrifice partakers of the altar? When I say then that the idol is anything, or that which is offered in sacrifice to idols is anything. But I say that the Gentiles, which are the things which the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils and not to God. And I would not that you should have fellowship with devils. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. You cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and the table of devils. Do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? So, <clears throat> going back now to Revelation chapter 9. Notice again in verse number 29, our first number 20 and 21. <laughs> no wonder I confused you. Uh, in verse number 20 and 21. And uh, notice that they should not worship devils. Neither repented they of their murderers, nor their sorceries, nor their fornication, nor their thefts. I believe we're living in the last days. And I believe in the last days there's more devil worship going on and more of these sins that God's people are refusing to repent of than ever before. I believe that some of the things that we allow our children to watch have been dedicated to the devil. I believe that a lot of these characters that we see that even Disney production is putting out, where you have bestiality, where you have... Uh, these magical magicians, they're supposed to be good magicians. There's no such thing as a good wizard. 
There's no such thing as a good witch. And yet the world uh, plays into that. And our children are entertained by that. The devil is very subtle. He doesn't show you the ugliness of sin. He wants you to see the beauty of sin. He doesn't appear as an angel that is fearful to look upon, but an angel of light uh, that we can embrace. He doesn't use the ugly things in life to allure men. He uses those things that are beautiful and attractive. And so he makes sin look delightful and pleasurable. And uh, we get to the point to where we see nothing wrong with those things. And we begin to embrace those things. And we then wonder why we can't have fellowship with God. Uh, why the Holy Spirit doesn't seem to be as prevalent in our lives as he once was. Because you're trying to drink the cup of the devil and the cup of the Lord. There are some things that we've got to learn to separate ourselves from. Uh, there are things that the Holy Spirit will convict us of, but in time, our hearts can grow cold to it, and we become accepting of it. And we have to be careful that we don't allow that, because once we start allowing that, uh, then uh, uh, we uh, no longer see that there's anything wrong with it. Anything that goes against God's Word, uh, God makes it very clear the occult is something that we're to stay away from. Ouija boards, we're to stay away from it. Uh, necromancing, trying to communicate with the dead, we're, try, we're to stay away from it. Hollywood glorifies those things. Hollywood makes light of those things. Uh, there are all kinds of games out there that we buy for our children, our teenagers, uh, that take you into witchcraft. But it shows it in such a way to where we think there's nothing wrong with it. But we're in violation of Scripture. And we're harming our fellowship with the Lord. And uh, these things uh, lead to other things. The young minds are being lured into fornication and immorality. I just heard this morning on the news, watching a little bit of Fox News and then reading it also, where <clears throat> they're introducing uh, the GLGPT movement into these public preschool, uh, for instance, in North Carolina, they have these colored uh, cards that um, are gay cards, they show like the color white, they show a picture of a white man who is pregnant embracing his white husband. And these are, these are cards that are shown to preschool children to teach them the various colors. And so the color white represents a pregnant man. Uh, the GLGPTQ movement has also moved its way into our military. The United States Air Force now uh, are allowing uh, drag uh, presentations to be performed uh, as entertainment on uh, many of these bases uh, where women, men are dressing up like women uh, and nothing is seen wrong with it. It's just a part of entertainment. My wife and I, the last time we went to 
the uh, uh, street fair there in Palm Springs uh, was a time where they had a bunch of men dressed in drag, uh, transvestites as they like to refer to themselves, men six foot four, big broad shoulders, dressed uh, in mini skirts with high heels on. And uh, it would happen to be a night where there was many of those that were coming out celebrating uh, whatever it was they were celebrating for the transvestites. And that's when we determined that we're no longer having anything to do with the street fair because we don't want to be embraced or we don't want to be around or we don't want to in any way look as though we support it or it's accepting to us. And so we just made a decision, no, we're staying away from those places. In fact, the last time we had any, any meals there in Palm Springs, we made up our mind we can't go back because we had uh, a situation where we were seated around a bunch of men that were talking about their, their love affairs with each other. And we just don't want to hear their, you know, their conversations and be in a place where that goes on. So we choose to be in places that are separated. The Bible says, come out from among them. If we fail to come out from among them, what we at one time found to be hideous, uh, we begin to accept. And the next thing you know, what we accept, we begin to embrace. And so we, we see the world, iniquity is abounding, the love of many are waxing cold. And as a result of that, sin is going to be much more pervasive at the, during the tribulation. Men love their sins, and they refuse to accept God's judgment on their sins. They refuse to repent. In fact, I've known the people, it was very obvious that they were under the correction of God, but they get very angry when you remind them it's their sin that got them into that situation. And they don't want to be told that because they love their sin so much they're willing to die without Christ and die in their sins. And that's what these men are doing. So we have four sins that are going to be prevalent during the last days. The one at the very top of the list is devil worship. And what are you allowing in your home? What do you allow your children to watch? Are you allowing them to watch programs uh, that, that make light of wizards, make light of the occult, make light of the devil? And then we see the second sin is murder. It's, you know, and mark it down that life is of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is his reward. And uh, there's many Christians, in fact, uh, the Lutheran Senate now supports abortion. We find that many of these large denominational churches are moving in that direction. And they believe that life uh, outside of the womb is life, and life inside of the womb is a mother's choice to do what whatever she may. And uh, so uh, the baby, the unborn child is not considered to be a child, though uh, you can see uh, through modern technology and through ultrasound uh, that the child has a heartbeat, that the child responds to pain. 
that the unborn child in many situations, uh, while it's in a, a fetal position inside the mother's womb, is sucking on his thumb, while it has the same types of behavior inside the womb that it has outside of the womb, it is not a child. It's nothing more than tissue, and it's okay to abort that child. It's not anyone's business. It's the mother's body, and that is not a body. That is just tissue, and if the mother decides that she wants to take and have that tissue cut out and allow science to turn uh, the uh, fleshly tissue of that body uh, into whatever they want to use for collagen so that women can beautify their skin or science can use to come up with some kind of a vaccine that will help us overcome whatever, uh, that uh, that's okay and evidently God needs to be okay with it as well. But God is not okay with it. God calls it murder. In fact, in the Old Testament, the Bible says if a man harms a woman who is pregnant with a child, uh, then uh, he's got to give an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, not only for the woman that was harmed, but for the unborn baby that was harmed as well. God considers that life, and God calls what is in her womb not tissue, but a child. And so to take that child's life is murder. And today uh, we have the Supreme Court looking and weighing in the balances uh, whether abortion should be legal or not legal. And because we have justices that are conservative and it looks like they may go in the way of reversing uh, Roe versus Wade, uh, those judges are being threatened. Their families are being threatened. Uh, we have politicians uh, that have stood up on the steps of the Supreme Court and said, uh, if you take away a woman's right to do with whatever she wants with her body, there'll be hell to pay for you. And uh, we know who that person is, and that's Mr. Schuler. but you know what? He's, there's going to be hell for him to pay. Just mark it down. God is going to hold all of us accountable. He, and, and my, since, we're, since you brought it up, we might as well just go as far to say when you go to the polls, he holds us accountable for how we vote at the polls. Because <clears throat> as Christians, we should support life. And anyone that doesn't support the wife, a woman doesn't have rights when it comes to a child inside of her womb. She gave up those white rights when she made the choice to go to sleep with somebody or go to bed with somebody. The consequences of that child uh, shouldn't be uh, suffering the consequences of her sin. Uh, that's a free moral agent. That child has rights inside the womb as, out, as far as, as the outside of the wombs. And God is going to be the judge of what is murder and what is not murder. And you can mark it down in the eyes of God. I don't have to argue for God. All I need to show you is what God says in his word. And God calls it murder. And God will hold anyone accountable. There's a heartbeat. There's blood there. Any man that spills another person's blood, his life will be spilled. And then notice the second sin there. Or the third sin is sorcery. The Bible says they repented not of their murder. They're not going to repent of that. By the way, there's just not, you know, abortion. But look at the, 
the, the homicides that are out there, the number of police officers that have been taken off the street and as a result of that, uh, uh, the, the cold-blooded murder that's going on, the drive-by shootings, uh, the killings that are going on there in New York City. Um, homicide is way up. Uh, we're living, and by the way, uh, suicide is murder too. And you, anyone that thinks that they have a right to take their own life uh, is committing murder if they do so. Uh, because God has appointed a, every man wants to die and after that the judgment. And so if someone takes their own life, uh, they're going to be accountable to God for that sin. Well, we see the third sin is sorcery. And we have a drug addiction going on in the world. And China is one of the greatest supporters of that addiction. Uh, fentanyl is coming into this country by the truckloads. And our administration is allowing it to happen. Uh, right now, I just heard this, and you can check it out if you don't believe it to be true. There have been 100,000 deaths as a result of fentanyl overdose since, our, since Joe Biden became president. We're allowing, we're allowing uh, uh, these drugs to come in uh, south of our borders. They're coming in by the truckloads. China is infiltrating our country with drugs. Uh, fentanyl, the fentanyl that's coming in here is fentanyl that's coming in here guised as Oxycontin, Vicodin, or whatever. There are a lot of people out there hooked on painkillers. Some of these are not able to get anymore because the federal government is going after the doctors for prescribing more than what they should. And so since they're addicted to it and they can't get it, they're buying it off from the streets. And you can buy one tablet of what looks to be like coxycodone. It's almost identical to the drug. It looks like the drug. The police are putting out these alerts. You can see the pictures. They compare what oxycodone should look like and what these imitation drugs are. And, uh, and only under a very observant eye can you tell the difference. And they're warning people, but one oxycodone that is, is nothing more than a counterfeit for fentanyl is so deadly that you take a little piece of that fentanyl and you can put it on the pin, on the needle, head needle of a pin, has the same strength as that 30 milligrams of oxycodone. That, <clears throat> for instance, it's 100 times stronger, uh, that fentanyl pill that is supposed to be uh, the 30 milligrams of oxycodone. It's 100 times stronger. That would be like taking 30 milligram tablets of oxycodone, 100 tablets at once, by taking that one pill. No wonder people are overdosing. That will kill you. You will die. We've already had two members of our family that have died from overdose of fentanyl. We have a family member up in Washington that died. We had a member down here that died from it. Or those, I should say, connected to our family. 
It is at an alarming rate, and people are not repenting of it. They continue to want the drugs. Some of them are getting streetwise, and they're breaking it up in little pieces. They're becoming highly addicted. It may be that someone here under my voice has been buying some of those street drugs. Well, the Bible says <clears throat> that that is a sin, and it needs to be repented of but they're not going to repent of. You see, the word sorcery there comes from the Greek word pharmakeia, where we get the, where we get the understanding of drugs from. And so <clears throat> I understand, and I will say this, I realize there are some people out there that need to be under pain management because pain can be very disabling. But when you begin to abuse what the doctor has prescribed, uh, then you're in trouble. And, you, and, and I, I'm not making excuses. I understand that there are some people, because pain can be very disabling, and, and pain uh, uh, is something that can be very miserable to live with. And I believe God allows certain drugs, He allows certain things uh, to be a help, but they need to be used as prescribed and only by those that have very serious chronic pain conditions. But the problem is that the people out there that are using it are using it for recreational use. And they're making it tough on people who are cancer patients, people who have very chronic and serious pain conditions. They're making it very tough for them to even get the prescriptions that they need. And so the devil wants to make sure that it's available. And so these people are turning to these street drugs. And that's exactly where the devil wants us. We need to be careful we don't go there. And then notice something else, fornication. The Bible makes it very clear <clears throat> that immorality, you just mark it down, I said it before, G-L-G-B-T-Q, you just might as well put fornication on every one of those. And the world is embracing it. They're accepting it. So we have all of this going on, and we wonder why things are in such a mess today. Well, that's why. Because uh, we have embraced sin. At one time, our law book said that that type of sin was illegal. But now we've allowed it. We've legislated uh, laws that countermand those old laws that have now legalized uh, all of these drugs, same or all of this lifestyle. So now it's illegal, and we're moving now to pedophilia. Pedophilia is soon to be legalized. In the state of California, if you have sex with a child that's 14 years or older, that's not considered to be pedophilia. If that child is consenting, a 14-year-old child who consents to have sex with a 40- or 50-year-old man, well, in the state of California, that's no longer considered to be pedophilia. And the rest of the country is going in that same direction. Uh, what leads to this kind of sin is pornography. And when you're sitting in front of a television screen and you're watching these adult-rated movies or on your iPhone or on your Android, uh, then you're just as guilty. You've already committed immorality in your heart. 
and you're and and these people that are being abused and taken advantage of these young children these young girls uh, that are hooked on drugs and being paid uh, to be involved in these sinful acts you're supporting uh, that kind of lifestyle and you're going to stand before God and you're going to have to give an account and of course <clears throat> there's the theft uh, and we have theft at an alarming rate. Since <clears throat> all the riots that took place in Black Lives Matter with their agendas, now, in, for instance, here in Riverside County, uh, police will not respond on any theft that's, that's under $900. Uh, for instance, uh, stores like uh, Home Depot and and Walmart and Lowe's and all these other stores uh, don't even bother calling the police anymore when someone walks out with something that's under $900. The police just won't respond to it. Uh, they just, they're too busy. They just tell the stores that's your responsibility. You need to hire security, do whatever. And so when all of this came down, what was happening? These thieves were walking into the store and boldly walking out, carrying items that were seven, eight, almost $900, walking out with compound slider uh, miter saws, walking out with power tools, putting them in their carts and just walking out, daring anybody to do, someone to do something about it. And since they didn't have security or the police there to stop them, and just simply walking away. And that's happening all across the country. And it's going to continue to happen until something is done. But today, you know, we got this attitude, hey, uh, you, some of you people are privileged above the rest of us, so I have a right to have what you have. Uh, this is the attitude, this is the mindset we're living in. And so you have to make sure everything's kept under lock and key. You have to make sure you got good security. Make sure that if you want to keep your home safe, you've got to have security cameras all over the place so you know who's coming and who's going because they will rob you blind. This is the day and the age that we're living in. We're no longer living in a day and time where you could sleep at night with your doors unlocked. There was a time in America where that happened. There was a time in America when children could walk the streets at 9 and 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night and be safe but not anymore. And we as Christians, we need to make sure that we're not caught up in that kind of lifestyle. Heavenly Father, again, in the name of Jesus Christ, we ask that you would give to us the understanding of how egregious this type of lifestyle is and that uh, our hearts would be tender and pliable and filled with conviction and that uh, you would grant to us repentance, uh, that we would not be filled with this type of an attitude and this lifestyle uh, of egregious sin against you, and that we would realize that in these last days we're seeing a greater attitude, and if anything, it would cause us to draw closer to you. We thank you, Lord, that we do have a home where everything is under lock and key, where thieves do not break through and enter in and steal. And we thank you, dear Heavenly Father, that one day very soon you're going to give us to the key to our new home 
and uh, assure us uh, that uh, it's a door that is open for us, but it is closed for anyone that does not meet your qualifications. We thank you, Lord, that those qualifications are easy. All we got to do is just come to the one that has the keys of death and life. And Lord, we thank you that uh, all we must do is just receive him as our Savior. And you give us access into this wonderful home of security. We ask now, Lord, that we would go out into a world that is filled with the violence and filled with sin. And that we would be faithful to warn them as we come closer to these last days. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, well, I got you out before 2 o'clock somewhere in this country. <laughs> or somewhere in the world.